what is going on everybody welcome back it is a another episode of dog talk here with your host holden glad to have everybody here today as we get rolling on another another episode we're preparing for kentucky we got kentucky coming up this weekend i'm looking forward to that i know you guys are too it's a lot different coming into this football game than it was and what we were anticipating it be at the beginning of this season beginning of this season i'll even tell you i previewed Kentucky at 9-3, and three, finishing third in the SEC East. Right now, it's not really projecting out quite as well. They're 6-4 and four right now. No way they'd get to 9-3 and three in a regular season, obviously, with those four losses. Um, but that's who we've got coming up. That's who we're breaking down. We got our picks. We got our keys. We got predictions. We got all of that fun stuff to get to. That's the show today. Short, sweet, and simple. Before we get rocking and rolling this weekend, um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. You guys can see it up there in the corner. I appreciate it. For you guys watching on YouTube, I appreciate it. Shout out to you, Joe. Um, excited to get another show out to you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it because that's what we're going to do. All right, getting right into it here. News and notes off the top, starting with injuries. That's probably one of the biggest things. We've been wondering week in and week out, one of the biggest injuries that Georgia suffered earlier in the season was A.D. Mitchell, star wideout and a guy who we anticipated being one of the best wideouts and a good replacement, if that's what you want to call it at least, for George Pickens. George Pickens, which at times, you know, you had the flashes of, man, this guy is elite, but then he's hurt and covered a lot. And you don't really get to have uh, – we really never really got to utilize George Pickens the way that I felt like we really could have under under three to four seasons of true, healthy uh, George Pickens and just getting the ball to him. That's all there is to it. I feel like AD could be that guy. Luckily, we've got at least one more year with him. I think technically he could technically have two more years with us. Um, I believe that's right. I believe that's right. But regardless, uh, hoping he gets back healthy maybe for the postseason coming up. Right now it's it's looking real iffy. Um, I really doubt we see him this week. I doubt we see him next week against Tech, maybe against LSU. And we'll see where we go from there. Georgia does remain the number one team in the country in the college football playoff poll. Everything was chalk this week when it came to that. I didn't post anything as far as being the number one team in the country because there's no controversy in it. Not necessarily that there has to be for that to happen, uh, but and I guess I could have, but I didn't really think of it. This week's been really quiet, and uh, and Saturday Saturday's game, I feel like it's going to be a lot of the same way. I probably won't be nearly as active as I usually am on uh, Twitter and socials and everything when that time comes. So if some of the stuff that I post is delayed, just know that's why. Um, back to the news and notes on injury front. Does look like Javon Bullard will be back. Um, I think Kirby said that he's got like a lower leg contusion, um, and that's a, that's a pretty quick recovery for him. Luckily, they do expect him to be back in this football game. Uh, I'm not saying that that necessarily means he'll play every snap. I think there's a really good opportunity for him to kind of be rested a good bit in this game as well as – not really having to push, you know. Again, we're at this point, we're locked in for the SEC championship game. Now, you still got to take care of business every week. Starts with Kentucky this week, Georgia Tech next week, both of which are opponents that Georgia should be heavily favored in and heavily matched up. Right now, Georgia's like a 22 and a half point favorite over Kentucky in Lexington. In Lexington, um, so. Both of these games, Georgia should be able to take care of business. And then we have to prepare for the postseason. you got the SEC Championship game on December 3rd. As long as you take care of business in the regular season, I don't, like I said last week, I don't really know and I don't really think 
that it matters what happens in the SEC championship game, similar to last year. Similar to last year, uh, Georgia didn't win the SEC championship game, but they came into it as number one team in the country uh, before falling, and, and you knew, and clearly, that team still got in, still got in, and turns out to win the national championship. So sometimes the team that doesn't win their conference championship that doesn't take you out of contention for being a national champion team. And Georgia was proof of that last year. Alabama was proof of that in 17, the year that, that uh, they didn't even play for it. Didn't even play for it. Georgia and Auburn played. Georgia won that. Alabama got in, and they ended up winning the national championship. So you don't necessarily have to win your conference to play for and win a national championship. I know Tennessee fans are still griping about it, and they're still right there on the backside talking, knowing and hoping that they're the team that can do that exact thing, slip in that back door without even having to play that game and being able to hopefully win that. So Georgia's going to do everything they can to spoil that. But, again, we have to take care of business week in and week out before we get to that point. But we still are looking ahead to say, okay, if we take care of business here, and take care of business December 3rd, we've got bigger games to come. So some of these guys that are injured, you know, it doesn't hurt my feelings for these guys to kind of get rest and, and be prepared for that as opposed to a Kentucky team who is reeling right now, as opposed to a Georgia Tech next week who has not been in competition since 2016 and really consistently before that. So I'm not really worried about these two football games here. Um, so I do think that this is a good time to kind of rest these guys. I also think it's a good time to get backups in, get that experience, build that exposure to these guys as we prepare to push for another postseason run here coming up after December 3rd for the uh, SEC championship game as we move into hopefully playoff conversation in the semifinal football game as well as trying to fight to get back to a national championship and play for back-to-back -back national champions for the first time in college football playoff history. I don't think, if I remember correctly, and somebody can correct me if that's wrong. If I'm wrong, that's, that's fine. Trust me, I'll take the criticism. I don't think since college football playoff era has begun that a team has won it back-to-back -back years. Now, a team has played for it for sure back-to-back -back years. Alabama, Clemson, they went back and forth, seems like three years in a row just about two times in the national championship, twice or one time at least in the SR, uh, semifinal game. So, it is not that can happen, but I don't think a team has won it back to back years. Georgia has the opportunity to do that, as well as a couple other little odd and end deals that are going on here this season that Georgia can kind of make history in. So, kind of a fun thing to look forward to with that, but really that's the biggest news and notes. You know, there's a couple other guys that are dinged up. I know Kenny McIntosh, he's battling a little bit of, you know, he's had bruised legs. I mean, he's a hard runner. He he ran so hard against Mississippi State last week. Got kind of mad in that football game, which was fun to see him kind of ripping and roaring down the field and being just who he is, the guy that we know he is. He's very shifty. Um, and a couple other guys, you know, again, just dinged up. And these are good opportunities to get up in these games. Don't sleepwalk into it, but get up in these games. Handle your business. Handle your business. Get these guys in there uh, behind you to get some exposure. Rest these starters. Rest some of these guys who are injured that we don't necessarily have to put in a football game. And I think, again, this is just a good opportunity to do that. So I'll quit, quit harping on that, and we'll kind of move forward here. Um, so that's pretty much the news and notes. Uh, maybe a couple other things here and there, and not to end up the news and notes here on a sad note, but we do have to talk about uh, what happened at Virginia. We're not going to talk necessarily in depth about it, uh, but just mainly just want to send out prayers. I mean, my goodness, for – just something that shouldn't happen, shouldn't happen. Prayers up to those, the family of those uh, football players who lost their life in a tragic shooting 
this past Sunday evening. Um, so definitely want to send that out to all Virginia. I mean, it, it affects countrywide, you know, because it's, it's, we play, you know, being a fan of a football team and just loving football, it takes away from the fact that it's, this is real life. This, these are real people, you know, not that we don't think you're real people that are on the field, but it, it you, you kind of have a release and a relief of watching a football game and just enjoying it and not worrying about what's going on in the rest of the world. And all of that kind of came crashing down Sunday evening and when reality struck that, you know, three lives were taken way too soon, way too soon, way too young, and just senseless is, is the only word to really use. And I think a couple other guys still still kind of fighting a battle too as well to get back from that. So just want to send prayers out to Virginia, um, all of college football for – just a, a, a truly tra tragic event that happened there. Um, again, hate to kind of end news and notes on that, but uh, I feel like it, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that at least and, and send our condolences out to those uh, who lost their life Sunday evening. So let's move on. We're going to get into uh, the previewing. We're going to get into our keys. We're going to get into uh, the predictions and all that fun stuff here now. So Getting into it. That's what we got. 10-0 Georgia, number one team in the country. A team last week in Kentucky who was 6-3 and three, coming in to play Vanderbilt and gets beat on their home turf by Vanderbilt. The first time Vanderbilt has won, I think, since 2019, an SEC football game. Like 26 games straight, I think, that they have not won an SEC football game. And they do it in Kentucky at their home field. Kroger Field, Kroger Stadium, whatever it's called. I think it's Kroger Field. But regardless, Kentucky Falls, they fall down to 6-4. and four. They were ranked in the top 25 last week, may have been 24 or 25. Fall out of that ranking, probably won't see it again because of that loss. Um, and that's, what, that's where we get to travel. You know, I said it off the top here, back at the start of the season, this back half of the season was loaded for Georgia, and all of a sudden it's kind of gotten simplified. Kind of gotten simplified. You know, the Florida game was what it was. The Tennessee game was huge. It had all the hype around it. It's still a very, very big football game looking back on it because Tennessee is still right there, still a really good football team. Mississippi State, they still proposed a threat because it's Mississippi State. You're playing on the road. It's a loud atmosphere. Georgia turned that around a little bit. It was a really cold football game. Um, and now you got Kentucky, who, again, I thought was going to be much more potent and still a really good football team coming into this year. Still finishing third in the SEC East, but that's because I knew Georgia was going to be good and I knew I, I knew T Tennessee was going to be good. Again, I had them having two losses this season, but I still had them beating Alabama, which they did. Um, but I had them having two losses. One of the other ones to LSU, who they did not lose to, who we will play in the SEC Championship game on December 3rd. But Kentucky's just not the team that – uh that I thought they would be by the time we got to this point. Now, they're still 6-4, and four, so they're not they're not a losing football team. They're going bowling. Uh, but we head to Lexington, a really cold game, just like I said about Mississippi State last week. This one's going to be even colder, and, and we're playing at 3.30. So by the time the sun goes down, it's going to be dark. It's going to be dark and even colder. I think the game will probably be right there at freezing for just about the entire game, even starting at 3.30. I think it's still supposed to be like 35 or 37, something like that. And then it's supposed to drop down uh, even cooler than that with the wind. So that could play a factor. Um, I said last week, you know, after Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt, I said, hey, basketball season's starting. And then I think Van or I think Kentucky's basketball team actually got upset last night or the night before too. So um, maybe basketball season's not looking that good either. That's just me joking around. But uh, we head to Kentucky. 
I'm not again. I'm just not worried about this football game. Last year it was a good football game. They held around for a long time playing in Sanford Stadium. Uh, I really dislike how they got the touchdown at the end, calling timeouts with less than 10 seconds left just to prove that they could score on Georgia's defense, who was potent last year, still potent this year, the number two uh, defense in the country um, right behind. I can't even remember who's who they're right behind. I'll, I'll pull up some numbers uh, that kind of bring some of that information up here in just a minute. But not nervous about this game. I think this is another opportunity for Georgia to go into another team's uh, stadium and kind of turn it around and make it almost like a home field advantage for Georgia. I'm not saying that we feel it to capacity with Georgia fans, but I think this is a good opportunity for Georgia fans to show up like we do every week and, and show out again in somebody else's stadium. Um, and, again, Kentucky just slowly but surely – the teams that are elite, the teams that are championship caliber, the teams that get better and better as the year goes, those are the teams that you watch. The teams that start to kind of get there and then all of a sudden they fall off halfway through the season and just trickle away, those clearly are not championship caliber teams. And that's what Kentucky is. You know, Kentucky looked like they may be promising, you know, halfway through the season, and then that's really dwindled here over the past few weeks. Uh, so, again, don't have – as much concern about them but nonetheless we'll at least get to the keys to the game and kind of how we feel about uh, them moving forward into it here offensively as we start week in and week out uh, and, and this is going to continue to be probably one of the top offensive keys to the game no matter who we play until we adjust because we haven't adjusted to it uh, and that's no turnovers, no turnovers offensively because we keep putting the, fall, the ball on the ground. Now, luckily for Stetson, he's not really throwing interceptions. Now, with exception to last week, and again, I told you guys, you know, two of those interceptions, or one of the interceptions was, I mean, right on the line, a guy bats a ball that generally hits the ground and it literally fell in his lap. And then the other one, the tip ball that, that was intercepted, again, both of them are still credited to him, but couple of them, you know, you can kind of look at and go, okay, I could see how that maybe wouldn't have fallen that way if the ball literally went a different direction. But nonetheless, dropping the ball as running backs, throwing interceptions as quarterback, all of these things are things that we've got to see if we can't straighten up a little bit here. The second of which is balling out. I know that seems like kind of a, a broad, I guess would be the word, a broad kind of, key there is balling out but no I really mean it I, I want to see the offense come alive throwing the ball running the ball I didn't want to put those either one of the ones as a key to the game here I just want to see us ball out I want to see us put up 350 yards through the air and 200 on the ground and have like a 250 two set or 550 almost 600 yard game against Kentucky I'd really like not to run it up and make it look like oh yeah Georgia's definitely the team but just to kind of express that dominance that Georgia is that team somewhat still kind of question, even though we're the number one team in the country, but just kind of remind everybody, hey, yeah, these dogs, yeah, there's something to watch out for. But then last but not least on the offense, we got to get out of this game injury-free. Like I said off the top there, we've got more football to play after next weekend. We've got to go play for an SEC championship game the week following that on December 3rd. And, again, we're still pushing for that playoff contention, getting into the playoffs, which we got to take care of business these next three weeks. And we will do that and trying to fight to get back to that national championship game and try to win another national championship, back-to-back -back national championships for the Dogs. How exciting would that be? So offensively, no turnovers in this football game. Let's ball out on the uh, either side of it and then try to get out of here injury-free. Then defensively, affecting the quarterback is one of the big ones. Uh, will Levis has turned into a – turnover machine he's throwing a lot of interceptions i think he's got like nine interceptions on the season so far 
Uh, so I feel like this is a good opportunity for us to win the turnover battle. You, again, if we can keep from turning the ball over and, and, and get turnovers from them, that's, that's a good thing. I think Georgia comes into this not very good on the turnover margin. We're like minus two on that, but Kentucky's even worse. They're like minus four. Uh, so Georgia should be able to win the turnover battle, and this is a good opportunity for Georgia's defense to maybe pick a couple of balls off, get a couple of fumbles in there, something, muff punts, whatever it takes. Uh, I should have put that on there, maybe a special teams uh, uh, kind of key to the game off to the side. No return punts, no return kickoffs uh, in this game would be good against Kentucky. And then the last but not least is stopping the run, and mainly that's, that's, that's for Chris Rodriguez uh, because he, I think, is going to be the main guy who's going to, be able to try to get this offense going. Now I could eat crow and all of a sudden Will Levis could come into this and really start playing football like everybody anticipated him doing at the start of the season. One of the top NFL draft picks that everybody thought that he was. Not saying that he won't be, but he, he's kind of dwindled on that at least. Uh, but I think if we can affect Will Levis and we stop the run game in this, I don't think Kentucky stands a chance offensively against our defense, especially if we're winning that turnover battle. I think that's a good opportunity for our offense to do their keys, which is balling out, keeping the ball out of their hands and getting out of this football game injury-free, hopefully in the second half. Maybe we can see some Carson Beck get in here and play a little bit because he's fun and electric to watch too which will be exciting to see, exciting to see what he can do as well. Again, this is going to be a cold football game. Kentucky's coming in this game reeling, though. They're coming off a loss to Vanderbilt. So this is an, also an opportunity similar to what we talked about last week with Alabama going into Ole Miss to play. What team is going to show up? Is, is Kentucky going to show up mad, ready to fight, ready to play, ready to prove, hey, listen, we had a bad game last week. Number one team in the country is coming to our house. Let, let's let's show up in this football game and see if we can't kind of spoil some of the riches for Georgia coming into our house. Or is Kentucky going to kind of look back and go, listen, this is the best team in the country. We're a little tired. We're not looking very good. This season's not going to get any better. Even if you beat the number one team in the country, I mean, what are we going to do? Go, go play in an Outback Bowl, maybe the Gasparilla Bowl or something like that? I don't know. So I'm curious to see whether they're going to come into this. Do they come in and just – you know, really get things rocking or not. So that'll be something to look at as well. I think the fans are going to be the same way uh, where it's kind of like I really don't think this is going to be a ruckus atmosphere. You're coming off of playing at Mississippi State with a ton of cowbells, which made a lot of noise by themselves. Then you're going to Lexington, again, a team who just lost to Vanderbilt last week. Those fans got to be sitting back going, well, I guess this season is just kind of over. Uh, so I really don't expect this to be too too rough of an atmosphere. Now, we could get in there and all of a sudden it's like, man, what happened? It, it was loud. It was very loud and hectic in there, and maybe so. I, I believe that our team's ready, though. I really do. I think Georgia's ready for that. You, you've gone into a couple of road atmospheres, and you've handled business. You know, you've, you've battled that adversity when it's come up, such as just before halftime in Mississippi State last week where they returned the kickoff or the punt, and all of a sudden we're in a five-point game before Georgia really took off in that second half. So uh, don't think it's going to be that big of an atmosphere, but – We'll see. We'll see. Just like their football team, let's see who's going to show up. Is the Kentucky who played Vandy showing up? Or is the Kentucky at the start of the season who was supposed to be one of the best teams in the SEC East? Is that going to be the team that shows up? We'll see. I got it picked on this game at least. Georgia is a 22.5 point favorite. I got the dogs on top. 41-17, I think was the pick I had up there. Yeah, I put, I'm fairly certain I put it on Twitter. Again, you guys follow us at DogTalk20. Um, but prediction on it, 41-17. That's where I got the dogs landing in this one. I think we take care of business. I think we cover it, 24 point for me at least. 
and I think Georgia can do that because I really do think Georgia's offense, again, it's a cold football game, but I really do think Georgia's offense can ball out. We scored 45 last week in a game that was similar as far as temps go. Uh, probably probably going to be a little bit colder up in Lexington, but nonetheless, I still think Georgia balls out offensively. And defensively, we may even, we may even hold them to less than 17. I give them 17 just because we gave Mississippi State that. Granted, we gave them like 14 points. Should have held them much lower than that, but regardless – we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see if, you know, I think Chris Rod might bust off a couple of runs, maybe one more. You know, I, I really don't know. But 41-17 is where I got it. A few of you other guys also reached out on that. And if anybody does get that uh, prediction right there from Twitter, I will be sure to shout you guys out uh, on here as well. So that's what I got on it. Not a ton. Not a ton. I mean, I don't have a lot to talk to about Kentucky, especially after last week. Again, it just really kind of dwindled this game down to where we thought this was going to be a competitive football game, and all of a sudden it really looks like it more than likely is not going to end up like that. <clears throat> Past five meetings, at least Georgia handling easy. Over 75 meetings, Georgia is 61-12-2. So far right now, stat leaders on the season for your dogs. Uh, obviously, Stetson Bennett throwing right at 3,000 yards, 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. Dejon Edwards is the leading rusher right now, 92 rushes, right at 500 yards. He's at 499, seven touchdowns. Brock Bowers, the leading tight end, wide receiver, be either category you want to look at, 615 yards, four touchdowns. Jamon Dumas Johnson killing it, killing it on defense, three sacks, 46 total tackles, six tackles for loss. And the guy so far right now certainly – Certainly, freshman of the year, maybe not even just for Georgia, maybe even SEC honors, if not even national honors uh, for Malachi Starks. Two interceptions. He's looking really good on the season. Stand out, stand out on the backside of Georgia's uh, defense. And one of the keys to Georgia's defense is that dude right there because he has for sure helped Georgia get to where they needed to be in football games. Helped out in a big way. All right. Let's get to some of the other really big games around the country because there are a few. You can see a few scrolling across the bottom of the screen. If you're watching here on YouTube, you'll see that kind of going across. And the times on that, these are usually the biggest games that I put up there. Some of these will be in the picks that we get to in here in a minute. There's a few games in here that really don't matter. I don't think Illinois and Michigan is going to be much of anything. Louisiana, Florida State, maybe something, but I doubt it. I am impressed with how well Florida State has bounced back this season. They look good. Number four, TCU traveling to Baylor. Don't sleep on Baylor. Don't sleep on Baylor. Uh, I don't think – I really don't think TCU should lose this football game. But – and mainly I say that because last week I didn't give them a lot of credit heading to Austin to play Texas. I thought Texas would show up and look a little bit better than they did, but they didn't. So I really don't think Baylor is going to be much different for TCU. In fact, I think TCU could handle Baylor a little bit more than that. Cupcake, cupcake, cupcake week around the SEC for most teams, uh, at least. You got Austin P traveling to Alabama. I mean, there's some really cupcake games in here. 19, Kansas State going to West Virginia. Don't sleep on that. JT Daniels over there trying to make something of West Virginia. Ohio State's not playing anybody. Penn State's not playing anybody. Sorry, Rutgers and Maryland. That just is what it is. Miami's traveling to Clemson. Miami is terrible. If Miami beats Clemson, there's a lot of questions to be answered up there. Cincinnati at Temple, that one might be kind of a fun with Georgia Tech at North Carolina. Georgia Tech occasionally comes alive uh, earlier in the season. They shock me. They fire the coach, and all of a sudden they start winning. They're back to the losing ways, and they're traveling to North Carolina, who sneakily only has one loss. I think they're like 9-1 in the season. So North Carolina, a team to kind of watch over there in the ACC. 
I think them and Clemson may face off in the ACC championship game. I don't know for sure. I don't pay too much attention to it. Ole Miss traveling to Arkansas. Don't sleep on this one either. Number 14, Ole Miss, even though Arkansas isn't ranked, Arkansas will sometimes show up and try to give you a little bit of a fight. We saw what they did against LSU last week, keeping that one really close. Uh, number 24, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. You got number seven, UC, USC, traveling to 16, UCLA. That'll be a really good one. These are night games. Some of these are late uh, as well. Let's see. Those aren't real big. And then you got number 10, Utah, traveling to number 12, Oregon. That's a big one. Big one in the Pac-12. Unfortunately, after Oregon lost last week to Washington, more than likely their hopes of getting it, or not more than likely, their hopes of getting in the college football playoff are pretty much dashed. I don't know what it looks like as far as Pac-12 championship kind of stuff again. I don't follow it enough to know exactly what it's looking like on that. Then we have, obviously, next week, which we'll get to. Uh, I, I, I'm going to change some stuff up next week. Might only be one show. It may, it may be a Sunday. Uh, Sunday may be a review of this Kentucky football game as well as a preview of the Georgia Tech game, obviously, because you've got games that will be being played on Thursday, which is usually when I record, but it's obviously Thanksgiving. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday is the actual game. Um, so I may record that early. I may do two. I may do Sunday review, Monday preview, or Tuesday preview. Not really sure just yet. No, I won't do Tuesday preview. May not even do Monday. I may do it all on Sunday. So you just, you just stick around. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. As long as you do that, you'll get it as soon as I put it up. So let's get to the weekly picks because I can't talk all of a sudden. Weekly picks, week 12 picks coming in here. Uh, I decided to go a little heavy with it. This is either going to make or break me. Last week, not the greatest, not the greatest. Three and three. I was really close to having a really good uh, a really good week until Texas just couldn't handle business against TCU, which is okay. Uh, but Missouri also kind of dropped the ball on me as well uh, against Tennessee because they kept it close in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden there goes Tennessee running down the field. But anyways, decided to go real heavy with the picks. Maybe, maybe we can have an 8-0 week. Feel like it's going to be a lot to ask for in that, but you never know. You never know. Georgia, Kentucky, give me dogs minus twenty-two and a half on the double pick there. Tennessee at South Carolina. I do think Tennessee wins it. I think South Carolina is going to keep it within twenty-two. Again, this could be that comeback to bite me situation. South Carolina looks good every so often, and then they don't other weeks. They didn't necessarily look the greatest against Vanderbilt, um, but they still have slowly but surely kind of handled business when they needed to. And I feel like this could be just like last week where I took Missouri plus the points and it didn't work. And this could be the same thing. Again, I could be eating crow. I think some of this is because Tennessee's really wanting to rack up the points, not necessarily for style, but mainly just to say, okay, look what they did to this team. They killed them. Um, and I'm hoping, and I think the committee even said, hey, it doesn't matter the points on the scoreboard if you're scoring 110 to, to nothing. Uh, it's, it's about the football game. And halfway through the third quarter of that game last week, Missouri was in it. Missouri was in it, and it was close before Tennessee ran away and really ran it up in the fourth quarter. Um, and that could happen in this game as well. Or Tennessee could just take off from the start and not ever look back. Uh, but I'm hoping South Carolina can at least keep it somewhat close, maybe within that 22. And it's a lot. It's a lot for me to put Georgia up with the points there, minus 22.5, because I've done a really good job of staying away from that. And Georgia's done a really good job of covering when I stay away from it. It seems like when I go with the spread, Georgia doesn't cover it. Um, so maybe that's a jinx. I don't know. This could be a week where I decide, okay, I'm not doing that anymore if we're going to keep doing that. But moving on. 
Florida at Vandy. Hate to put their logo up there, but I decided I would at least. Uh, minus 14, I think. To, uh, Vandy, again, they could fight you, but I think Florida takes care of business. They've slowly but surely started to look a little bit more improved on offense the past couple of weeks, uh, and maybe they can do that this week against Vandy. So Florida minus 14, then Ole Miss at Arkansas. Every single time it seems like I piss, I pick Ole Miss, excuse me, uh, whether it's the spread or picking on the win, they seem to kind of they, – they, they just screw me. That's all there is to it. That's the easiest way to put it. So, But regardless, I'm going to take Ole Miss, minus two and a half. Uh, I know it's at Arkansas, but I think Ole Miss, I, I think this is an opportunity for Lane Kiffin and, 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 and the guys over there in, in Oxford to kind of get things rolling, even though they're traveling to Arkansas uh, and take care of Arkansas in this one. Again, K.J. Jefferson being hurt hurts Arkansas a lot. I really do think that last week if Arkansas has K.J. and he's healthy enough to play that football game, they may beat LSU. We may not be talking about playing LSU in the SEC championship game had he been healthy, um, which this week I think would have been the determining factor if that in, would have actually happened. But we don't have to worry about it because it doesn't matter. Uh, but I will take Arkansas, or excuse me, Ole Miss winning that football game. Also give me the points, minus two and a half in this one. So three and three last week. Again, can't talk when I say three for whatever reason. Overall, 41-32 and two on the season. We're going to see if we can't make a little bit of a change. Hopefully. Hopefully we can make a change on that as the weeks come on. Hey, it's simple. That's all there is to it. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here, let you guys get back to your day. Again, I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at DogTalk20, like I've got told you guys. If you guys don't mind, make sure you go over to the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Hit that bell so you get a notification anytime we put the video up. I appreciate it. Make sure if you're watching the YouTube channel, you hit that like button. Leave a comment if, if you guys want as well. Uh, and if you guys want to support the show, you can do that. Give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I'll make sure to read it by the end of this season. I appreciate it. Again, this is Dog Talk with your host, Holden. I'll check in with you guys after we take care of Kentucky this week. Good dogs. Good dogs.